0: Good evening, and welcome to the Talking It Out podcast. My name is Neil Bailey Harper, and tonight I am in focus with For the Love of Money and Other Things. The music I'm listening to comes from Theolonious Monk. The song is Don't Blame Me, live recording from 1962 hope everyone is well, as well as we can be. Um, okay, for the love of money and other things, I'm going to start with some of the other things first. And I was thinking about the police reform that is supposedly happening, or the change, the actual law change, the change in legislation, the systematic changes that we're seeing in little clusters from different cities, but should be done on a larger scale, a national scale. But before I do that, just, just a funny funny thing I want to ask. I watch a lot of detective shows, a lot of cop shows, and it's amazing to me, back in the 80s and 70s, they said this then. You know how police were going, and they, they might say on the radio, okay, uh, he's going southeast on 9th Street. Or he's going north on Broad. How do they know that? I mean, how do they know that? I always wondered. I've seen a lot of police shows where they're chasing somebody driving in, 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 you know, chasing suspects or whatever, white collar crimes too, and they're going. Uh, he's going on south. He's he's going southeast on, on Broad Street, or he's going. How do they know the directions like that? I remember north to the window, south to the floor, east to the... No, north to the ceiling, south to the floor, east to the window, west to the door. But what happens when I turn around? That's me. I'm going to get back to where I'm talking about, though. We are supposedly having some kind of legislation legislative change. Um, just like after the school shootings. And you notice we haven't had a school shooting in several months. It's a great thing. But you know what, we haven't had schools either. It's kind of like 45Cs testing. Um, but we're supposed to have some legislative changes in the laws, and again, in certain communities, they're starting things have to start from the ground up, so we can't count on our legislators to do anything as a whole right now because they're not whole. Um, they're into this "Don't blame me culture. And we're not going to see a lot of change formally from that. Now, that's good and that's bad. What's good about it is that we still have time to formulate how things are going to be. See, this, this stay in place space thing gives you time to think for real. You get past the emotion after a minute. Yes, we're still emotional about things. And even things that will happen will add to that emotion. But it's also, we have to get past the emotion to enact real change. Um, Couple of questions I wanna ask, and I'm not sure of how it would work, but I've heard it mentioned and it makes sense to me, why do police officers have to deal with traffic stops? You know, why does a police officer have to deal with a traffic stop? If there's some way we can get that situation, that, that interaction from even happening, it takes a lot of things off the table. We have traffic court. We have uh, lights that give you tickets, um, spotlights. We have camera lights. We have uh, you park your car. And you see the traffic people drop, walk by sometimes and give you tickets. Why do the police have to do that? Is it revenue-based for the department? Um, I'm just saying, I don't understand how traffic, the actual street traffic, is a major police thing. I can see it on parades and things of that nature. But I'm saying, if we can find a way to eliminate police from being involved in traffic stops, maybe maybe that takes some... That, that one interaction off the table, that tense situation from happening. Just like if we can find a way to always have a social worker or a, I don't know, a sociologist maybe that who somebody go every time on a domestic call with police officers. If they're going into people's homes to help with family situations, they might not always be equipped um, through training and through their own empathy to actually help in those situations. So again, we're not, I'm not dealing with cost. Okay, Cost is something we can get away from. Um, but if there's a way for that situation to, to always have a social worker or, or a trained professional to go in to a domestic situation it might take a lot of things off the table. Okay? I'm just just trying to think of ways. Maybe we do ask the police to do too much. And maybe we're finding that out in the way that they're trained and in the people that we hire. The National Database for Police, there's already a database for police. Police know who they are. You know, you go from one city to the next. You can find out anything you want. They're police. You can find out anything you want about anybody. So I'm not sure how big a difference that's going to make. But the thing is, we are trying to make differences now. I I think that's for real. This is uh, Bill Evans. Also from 1962. Also a great piano player. The song is Waltz for Debbie. Um, So we can just get out of... You know, the only blame that can be assessed initially, the blame I see now is the blame of the actual the actual blame to the actual officers who did the actual crimes that were that were that brought us to this point. You know, let's get past that labeling everybody at one time. Nobody's doing that. It's almost like you're going in. It's, it's, I, I I give that the same kind of analogy as when I hear people say, "Well, you know, I'm not perfect." Of course, you're not. Of course I'm not Who said we are why do we, have to, why do we feel we have to say that Just like why do we feel we have to say that Well all police aren't th- And put a percentage on it Like 99.9 you, We don't know but we know it's not all police So we don't have to Take up time in the conversation Making that statement No one's accusing all police of anything We're accusing Bad police Of doing bad things And in a job where the consequences of that job are life and death, we cannot afford to have bad police. Very simple. Um, The other thing, one of the other things I wanted to talk about. Okay, we have this, you know, elections have consequences. To the victors go the spoils. Why are there still so many? You know, I, I understand the frustration in these confederate statues these confederate monuments they fucking lost the war why do we feel the need to honor them who is honoring them why are there confederate statues in Congress how do you walk by these statues every day and what do you feel listen if I I live in Alexandria Virginia and I'm sure if I looked around my immediate area or if not just go a little bit south from where I am I can find confederate statues everywhere in the commonwealth but why why they lost the war why are they held in esteem why are statues made for people who were oppressed to walk by every day you know what let me give you an analogy for that too let's say and you say, well, I don't understand. What's the big deal? It's a statue. Okay. Suppose we had uh, uh, the restrooms in the hotels now. And you had nice restrooms. Then you had a sign that said color. We don't, we don't have colored restrooms anymore. Right? That's what we won. That's what the war, part of what the war took away was slavery and all of that kind of shit. So why do we need to have these? Put them in the museum. You can put all these statues in a museum. A loser's museum. Because they lost. But the fact that there's contention. About why these statues should be taken down. I wonder how much contention is it was there. For these statues being put up in the first place. Take them down. Put them in a museum. Put them somewhere. But they don't need to be seen As public monuments In 2020 They were traitors Against the country Okay They lost the war The south lost the war We don't need to do that With those statues We really shouldn't So those are just a few of the other things Now Let's talk about For the love of money Um Sadly, a lot of things we do are predicated around how much money we can make. But if what's come to light now for some of us, it's always been there for some others, for a lot of us. If you live long enough, you'll understand um, how everything we do is predicated everything some people do. It's predicated on what's in it for them. This is uh, one of my favorite songs when I was a teenager. This is the great Ray Charles and the Ray Charles Orchestra. The song is One Day Soon. And it's talking about one day soon he's going to make a million dollars of his own. Understand something. What's With this John Bolton book... And with other books that have been written in the last couple years by people who worked in the administration and left and wrote books, it's a money grab. It's all a money grab. But in this particular situation, we are all becoming aware that his money grab, you want to talk about a traitor? Or you want to talk about a treasonous action? He swore, he swore an oath To the constitution When he took the job he took um, He decided not to Act on any information he knew John Bolton I'm speaking of He didn't act on any, any information he knew Per his oath that he should have He didn't do that because of money Simon and Schuster The publishers of his book, they're complicit. They are complicit. They're American citizens, I guess, for the most part. But they're complicit in his actions. Um, All of the president's men, they're all complicit in his actions because they knew what he was saying would be the truth. And they did not want him to testify during the impeachment hearings. I don't get let none of them off the hook. How much money do you need? How much do we need? So these guys are going to go down in history as the ball washers club to me. Because whatever 45... See, I'm I'm one of those people who believe that 45 opened the doors to the palace and they started raiding it immediately. It's always been a financial thing and very little else. Um, When you have a leader, and I say that with extreme generosity, we have a leader who only cares about himself. He's leading us all the wrong way. I don't care if you like him. You know, he's a good entertainer, but again, we got to be able to start Start thinking and chewing gum at the same time, okay? There is no... You know what? You can like anybody you want, but just because you like them, you're not going to put them in a job that affects your life if they're not qualified for the job. I wouldn't. And, and I think that's what we've done. Um, and most of us realize that now. And all we have to do now is undo what we've done you can say all, anything you want about Biden but a lot of things you can't say about Biden you can say about 45 and they're not flattering so understand where we're going with this now um, hmm. I just think it's time for us to you know the other thing too here, here's, here's, here's the other thing I'm saying too I'm having a lot of really good encounters, I'll call them, just encounters with people I don't know. Um, you see, I, like I feel maybe it's because I want to feel this way, but I'm feeling like where I live, the area of Northern Virginia where I live, it's a little bit more enlightened. you know? Now, I have to do my part too. I'm uh, being approached by a lot of people just in the street conversations, wearing masks, but we're just having street conversations about whatever it is that it's about. But it's just a nice moment. There hadn't been a lot of those nice moments. and It's probably because I didn't try to initiate them either. But if we want to go where we say we want to go, we need moments like that. We need times like this. Um, listen. So many people have made so much money behind the scenes in in this environment, and it's not the first time it's happened, it's always been that way. But there are so many things that are more important. That's what this staycation is teaching us. People are worried about uh, giving $600 extra to unemployed people. To help them through this time. Like that's going to keep them from working. That's too much. Really? Really? With all the money that's being taken from the top down. We will never know. Where most of that three trillion dollars went. In a stimulus plan. We will never know. You know I don't think we will. And it didn't all come down to. Unemployed people. But the thing is. It's like. It's like chasing the dragon a lot of times, okay? We want to start the economy, but we want people to be well. So, there's one way, a couple scenarios that work best, but we're not in unison on working those scenarios because we don't have the leadership from the top. So, we start the race again, and now we realize that it's not working well, so we have to come back again. So, we're going to have to spend more money, to get to where we're going if we just did it right the first time. And I'm not making much sense right now, but neither is the situation we're in. Neither is the leadership in charge of the situation we're in making much sense right now. We're gonna have time. We will have time um, to work this out. And we're in the middle of it right now. Yes, we do need to change leadership. And that just needs to be a a pointed fact And I think we're headed in that direction That's not going to take away the problems Completely But it will It will do what's needed to be done right now The other thing One of the other things is that 45 just um, Along with Mitch McConnell Just appointed their 200th judge 200 judges since 45 has been elected I doubt if he knows the names of 10 or 15 of them this is the doing of the Federalist Society they give him a list he t- he points appoints the ones that they give him he doesn't even know who they are but they're getting people in there for whatever reason I, I'm, I'm so troubled by the thought of why someone else's happiness makes certain people uncomfortable why do we need to rig things so that somebody can't be happy you know why is that important I don't understand why we hold on to that okay let people do themselves we're all going to have to be in this together we understand that now most of us do so if most of us do what we're supposed to do we take the first step like I said before this is uncomfortable This is intense, this is emotional, but this is what's necessary. And this is the time to do it. So I'm talking to a lot more people and a lot more people are talking to me. I hope you're doing the same. This is the Talk It Out podcast for the love of money and other things. You know, we gotta realign the value system just a little bit if we love our children. Show them that we love them systematically. Have a good day, everybody. Take care of yourself. Talk to you soon.